Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And now, are you effing kidding me with JoJo from Juries? Hey, it's me, JoJo from Juries, and Shocker, I have something to say. I often say that laughter is the best remedy during these dark and insane times, and it really is true. It's personally extremely true for me because it's very important that I laugh or I can feel completely overwhelmed. So when the universe hands you a Moms for Liberty homophobe in a bisexual threesome, you run with it. And let me be crystal clear here. I do not care if you get your rocks off by watching videos of sports teams' mascots dry humping each other in full costume. It's not my cup of tea, but if Gritty's flaming orange beard all up in the furry nether region of the Philly Fanatic does it for you and no one gets hurt, uh, have at it. I don't care if you date a hundred men, a hundred women, or a mixture of both. All at the same time. If that's your bag and no one is getting hurt, I say you run with it. I don't care if you're trans, gay, bisexual, none, or all of the above. Maybe you're into chips, dips, chains, and whips. If we're talking about consensual adults and it butters your biscuit, and I say rock on. I don't care what you do with any other consenting adult or adults in your bedroom, a hotel room, the backseat of your Kia Sorento, or in the family restroom at the Olive Garden at 3.45 in the afternoon. I don't care. And frankly, it's none of my effing business. But If you happen to be the type of person who walks around casting aspersions on others for the sexual choices they make because it's inappropriate or unnatural, and then you get caught with your hand in the gonad cookie jar in the middle of a theater full of kids, or you're suddenly being asked about that thruple you've been filming for a while, well, see, then I'm going to want to weigh in. And that's... Bridget Ziegler. I wrote two essays on this subject. I'm like, are you effing kidding me, Substack? And I'd love for you to check them out. Speaking of laughter, my guest this week is comedian Brent Terhoon. I've been learning to say Terhoon. Named one of Variety's 10 comics to watch for 2020, Brent Terhoon has accumulated more than 65 million views across his social media channels with his satirical MAGA character. His not-so-obvious delivery can be described along the lines of a blue-collar Colbert report. Brent has been writing daily topical jokes and news breakdowns for the nationally syndicated Bob and Tom show for more than 10 years. He's had two comedy albums debut at number one on iTunes, and his work is streamed heavily on Sirius XM. Brent is hilarious, and I know you'll enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Are You Effing Kidding Me podcast, Brent Terhoon. I've been practicing your last name because I've always in my mind put the H and the R in the opposite order, but mm-hmm. it's Terhoon, Terhoon. But like, can you do it for me? I say Terhoon. 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 Yeah. Okay. My my whole family says it differently, so I've just picked one and stuck with it. Terhoon. Yeah. Okay. Well, welcome to my podcast. Good to see you. 
It's it's great to see you too. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you because I've been such a fan of your videos, your comedy. I don't even know how long it's been since you've been putting these out. So I want to talk about that. But I, I, ever since I first saw you, I think it was probably during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, for anyone out there who doesn't know Brent, you need to know Brent. And I can't imagine you don't. Because what he does, in addition to all of the other cool comedy stuff you do, which we're going to get into, you make these hilarious videos of yourself sort of parroting, not sort of parroting, like a MAGA bro in your mm-hmm. car, in your sunglasses, um, and your your emotional support beer and the koozie and all the things. So they're so goddamn funny. But I wanted to talk about what's the origin story of mm-hmm. the, that character, that those videos. Um, does the character have a name? Have I missed his name? And like, <laughs> where did he come from? Yeah, it's the, uh, you know, the impetus was people burning jerseys and Nikes and stuff. So the first one I did was like in reaction to Colin Kaepernick, the first time taking a knee. Um, And I would just see those montages of people in their backyard over their grill or fire pit, like I'm done. And, but it's like, you could, you've already bought the tickets. You already bought the jerseys and the shoes and whatever. So you could donate them, but you you got to have your camera phone on in, in your backyard. So that's where it came from as I did that. I set some stuff on fire in my mom's backyard. Uh, <laughs> you know, a Simba. I had a Simba plush that I got a Goodwill and I said, I'm done with the lions and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, I said, I'm, I'm not wearing these anymore. And it's a pa- pair of red high heels, stuff like that, <laughs> where it was just like, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would this dude have that? So that was the first one. And then uh, a year later, Kaepernick got the Nike deal so that maybe I'm confusing the two videos. Essentially, I burned things a couple times. <laughs> um, and those were the two like ones that got me started. And it was I never intended for it to be like a reoccurring thing uh, so much that I didn't give the character a name. And now I call him Alpha Male. <laughs> people will be like, well, what what is this, his name? I was like, I don't I never expected anybody to care. <laughs> about anything so i call him alpha male i don't know uh he doesn't really have a name but yeah but he sure has a lot of opinions and his opinions are amazing <laughs> they're just <laughs> I, I what i want to know is how do you like because you it's such perfect trolling and you pick out certain things um to really troll them hard and, and i wonder how, how do you do that like how do you extract a simple thing like uh, for instance we're going to get into george santos but like with <laughs> We're gonna get to the Kid Rock one too, mm-hmm. but with Kid Rock, <laughs> he pulled out the lyrics and started to cry. <laughs> it's just funny to like uh, that character's always at a ten anger wise. That there's no like. So I think it's funny when he, he cries because it's just like such a different emotion. And so you, all, it's like always those guys. That get caught up at like they cry at a flag or something like and yeah. it, like have have your feelings. But it's also sometimes you're so macho and then you like ball with the ball or picture with him and Cheryl Crow or just like, why would you cry at that? You know, but <laughs> right. well, I mean, it's just it's masterful, too. And so a lot of people have asked and I'm curious about this as well, because you inspired me to do my own sort of little parody character, Becky Sue. Mm-hmm. But like I do a script, but then I kind of don't do a script. How do you what's your process there? Do you, is it a script? Mm-hmm. You're not, you don't seem like you're reading anything. So how what's the process for for making them? I mean, I write pretty much everything out uh, and well, on my computer, on my phone. And I, 
you know, I try to come up with a contradiction of he's mad at this, but then yet he's doing the the same thing, really. Like with, I had a Target Gay Pride one, and he, of course he had his kid at Hooters. <laughs> My favorites, too. you know, sexual, sexual, you know, one sexualizing, and then Target is grooming, air quotes. So it's like that that type of stuff where if there's hypocrisy, and I don't, I don't ever try to point it out. It's just there if you see it, you know. And I feel like that's the best type of stuff is, you know, I have something in the back seat. I don't ever point to it, but it's there if you want to see it. I love that, like Easter egg type stuff. I love that too, you know. So I, I try to write everything out. And then when I first started, when I was in my mom's backyard, I had no no screens or anything. So I was like bullet points on paper taped to the tripod and doing one take. And man, it would take forever. And now with people don't care if you edit or and sometimes I'm just better at it. Sometimes I can be one take Terhune, but usually I'm 32 take Terhune. Right. Uh, so it, it all sometimes like I I I write every night for a radio show and like I I'll come in here and it'll take me sometimes 30 minutes and sometimes it's two hours and two hours I'll come out of the office and my wife will be like, oh, it's a slow night. Huh? I'm like, yep, <laughs> not, I'm not funny today for whatever reason. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's a challenge. But like, do you ever find because that um that Target video, I just I forgot how funny that one was. And there's a part in that Target video where you talk about <laughs> parking your truck on the, on the sidewalk. It's like, nice Miata or something. Yeah. yeah. It's like one, one tire is like on the actual sidewalk and you're like, I can do that. Or something's freedom. Yeah. America. That's freedom or something like that. Freedom is that I get to park my truck. It's just, <laughs> that's what an absurd thing to like, cause you see those guys all the time, half parked on everything anyway. Right. And they really do think that like, that's freedom. It's like, mm-hmm. I get, I get to do that. Cause I'm a rich white guy with a giant, giant truck. And, um, you talk about your, in your gas prices video, like that I have a truck when I work from home. It's like, yeah. You know, these are, it's my goddamn right to complain about mm-hmm. gas prices because I have this giant truck that sits in my driveway all the time. Um, yeah. but do you ever start making a video and then like as you're doing it, something comes up and when you're like, oh, my God, that would be very funny here. And you just add it sort of ad lib in that moment. Yeah. Sometimes like I've been, you know, my background is in stand up. So I've been doing that for like 18 or 19 years, however long it's been. Um, and I've gotten better with like sometimes I can write a video to like have it be like it's 90 percent there. And then now I can kind of trust my instincts that something will come up when I'm recording. Um, And then sometimes it doesn't, but you know, not everything's going to be perfect. Sometimes we all have not duds, but it's like, I, people definitely have the highlights that they like from me. And they're like, Oh, I remember that video. But then, you know, sometimes I work just as hard on something else and for whatever reason just didn't hit, but it's a cycle. It keeps going. There's always going to be something else to talk about. Yeah. Oh, thank that. That is true. There's no shortage of things to talk about or make fun of them about. And you never really know what it is that's going to hit. Like there was a Chick-fil-A thing when everybody was canceling Chick-fil-A because they had a, uh, a diversity and equity officer and everyone mm-hmm. lost their minds about it. And th- I was shocked that like that was a videos that I'd done. That was probably one of my better ones in terms of like the way it was received. And I was like, oh, really? I didn't think that mm-hmm. was funny. But so, yeah, know. sometimes I'm like, oh, it's it's something for people to watch. And then they're like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I, how do I do that again? You know? Yeah. What is, what is interesting to me is it's like, 
Plus there's this idea of not if laughing at themselves a little bit. Like, I don't know, we can laugh at them, but I, I wonder if they find the humor in, in being trolled. If they're like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Like he kind of owned me on that. Like, yeah. yeah. Some people I think do. And they like, you can at least watch and, and maybe say, you know, I believe that, but that's also not me and not to that extent, you know, yeah. but there was a guy that I, I grew up with. He'd always say, don't let it bother you unless it's true. And I think sometimes people, it bothers them because they know it's true. Yeah. No, that's an interesting quote. I, I never really thought about that, but it is it is true. And I, and somebody else asked me if even if they don't see themselves or do see themselves, how many people don't realize that it's a parody at this point? Are you still getting people yeah. who are like this fucker? Like, yeah. I can't believe this guy keeps making these videos. It's you know, it's always surprising. Now, now I'm like, there's no nobody that would. And then you always get people in your comments, and you do too. You know, like it's uh, it's always surprising. Either you you didn't watch it, you just saw how I look, and I start from ten and don't leave ten, <laughs> or you watch the whole thing and then still didn't understand. That's worse when you watch the whole thing. Sometimes <laughs> you you give it one scroll and yeah, oh, this guy's an asshole. Yeah. Let me comment. But then if you watch the whole thing, that's even worse because then it's just you don't understand certain things, you know? Right. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm sure you do know Blair Erskine. Um, yeah. At least, yeah. So Blair doesn't, she once told me that she, she doesn't usually laugh at her own stuff. Mm -hmm. um, do you laugh at your own stuff? Do you ever be like, because people ask me that to ask you too. Like, do you crack mm -hmm. up in some of these where you're just like, I can't get through this take. I just have to calm down and breathe through it and then try again. Yeah. There was some stuff like when I, some stuff is like, here's a joke with a point and some stuff is, I think it's just funny. So one of them had like the old lady loud queefing championships. <laughs> I don't know what video, what, but that's just funny string of words to me. And I, <laughs> You know, I've laughed at stuff like that and I have to redo it or I'm, I'm on that cameo app. And sometimes you, you know, people send me, hey, here's my friend and here's what he likes and what he doesn't. So I try to craft a video for them. And sometimes the stuff I say is so over the top that it makes me laugh, you know, but I I feel like in, in all of comedy, whether it's videos or on stage, it's like if I'm laughing, then I like to think that other people are laughing with me. Yeah. Yeah. I, by the way, the cameo thing is genius. I need to send you to my friends <laughs> because uh -huh. that is genius. Um, and that character would be amazing. That's so smart. Um, it, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, 
I personally think that when I laugh, I, I hope that, that that comes through. But mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's like, I can't believe I just said that. But I don't know how you got through the Kid Rock lyrics, because every time I watch that, mm-hmm. I can't get through that part yeah. without cracking yeah. up. I can't. It's just fun to like have a guy cry for no reason. It's just a different emotion that <laughs> yeah. I love going to. Yeah. Alpha male's got a lot of layers of stuff going on. He's got two emotions, <laughs> anger and rage, and then sometimes yeah. sadness. <laughs> and he's a dad, right? Isn't he's a dad? Uh, he's he's whatever the video needs him to be. <laughs> exactly. All right. So the one video that's out, you have the newest video, I think, anyway, is George Santos. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I can't even read my own writings on it because you're talking about you won an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. The Don Draper. Can't even the Don say Draper it. of democracy. I mean, so your take, your character's take is that this is this is awful, right? He's, yeah, he's, he's done all stuff. this stuff, and how could you kick him out? <laughs> what are some of the things he's done? <laughs> uh, he was the third man in the NWO, which is a wrestling reference that I know not everybody's going to get. He uh, uh, he was the head bunny at the bunny ranch and still is like that's that's a joke where I just thought it was funny. You know, why would he be the head bunny at the bunny <laughs> ranch? You know, but the bunny ranch is always funny to reference. I find myself just randomly referencing it, too. Yeah. Um. So he's done everything, you know, he's uh, he, he's and that's the thing is like with that. All these are clear lies. Like I said, it's like his. uh his home run records and his football championships and something else. All of it where I looked up, it's like there's clear examples of people cheating in that, you know, his Tour de France winnings, right. that type of stuff. But like, but for, for like seriously talking just to you about this whole George Santos thing, like taking the character out of it, what are your personal thoughts on all of that, on him, on his expulsion, on his lies? The guy, the guy seems to have no shame because he got – expelled and then was on cameo like the next day like it's a it's so odd how people can't see a cash grab whether it be trump or anybody else where like they they think he's just telling it like it is but it's like the guy's just full of bullshit and if you can't even sniff that out then i really can't help you anywhere else you know yeah it's it, it, that is like to the larger picture of the, the inspiration and impetus for for your character and and for me with Becky Sue it's like you know it's 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 mind blowing what what the I mean cult really is is willing to accept and mm-hmm. what they're willing to overlook and how they can spin what they're seeing what they're being fed like recently he said he never said Mexico was going to pay for the wall he never yeah. said it yeah <laughs> we all remember Mexico what <laughs> thousands of times but he told them he never told them that mm-hmm. And somehow it's like he's saying, I conned you. He said, I never. And then he said, Mexico, there was no mechanism for Mexico to ever pay for the wall. And they're like, oh, yeah, Yeah. that's why. So like what? You know, I've asked this question a million trillion times. Like, is it really just the racism thing? Like, what is it that is letting real people that are parodied by you and me? What that they're what is it that allows them to just see this so differently from the rest of us in reality, frankly? I don't I think they've. I don't know what the term is uh, where they've already had their conclusion. Now they need to find how they get to it. I don't know what that term is. I don't off offhand. I don't remember, but they already want to believe certain things anyway. So if I told you, if you wanted to believe the sky was purple 
And I said that, then you're like, well, there's my answer right there. Like yeah. they are, they're already kind of shitty people. Yeah. Unfortunately. And, and like, there's no empathy. They, they, it, they can only relate when it happens to them. And that's the problem is like, yeah, it's a, people may be milking welfare, but there are other people that actually need that until you actually know that you need that. You don't want anybody else to have it. That type of stuff where it's like you, you have no kindness and mercy about you, even though that's the book that you read that says <laughs> you should do that, you know? Yeah. It's so, there's, it, it's so much hypocrisy that you honestly sometimes think, I sometimes think that I've lost my mind. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, the, how the, the, the never surrender t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the mug shot. <laughs> I get like, how do you just not know? Like, <laughs> how do you not know? You know, I don't understand that. Yeah. How do you, how are you like, I need that t-shirt because that mm-hmm. owns the libs. For me to wear a T-shirt of my guy literally surrender. Yeah, I saw one of those in a Walmart uh, after that happened. Like I saw those real shirts in the wild, not at, for sale, but somebody was wearing one. And it's like, uh, I'm just I'm like, I can't believe you spent money on that. You know, like to go to a billionaire, you want to help a billionaire financially. Right. Air and, quotes billionaire, by the way. So. Exactly. And that's the other thing, too. It's like. They send so much money to this billionaire. I, I like I'll never understand it. He and then there's another one. He keeps saying, like, you know, we now know that the, the business fraud that he's liable for, for business fraud of like overinflating his value and his worth and the, his properties, even saying his properties were taller than they were. Mm-hmm. And he wants them very much to believe this mythology about what he's worth while mm-hmm. still asking them to send him money. And I don't understand how, but then again, it's like, how do I, does any of this make sense? But they're still sending him tons and tons yeah. of money. It's uh John Oliver had a thing about, uh, was it mega churches or whatever, where it's like, it's that it's that type of thing where you're just constantly asking for money and it's that it's that type of thing is there's no shortage of i need money i need money but also i'm super rich and uh that type of thing where it's like i don't i don't i think people want to believe in something so bad that they're willing to just overlook everything it's that you know you said he he said mexico's going to pay for it and then he said they're not and it's like clear gaslighting and i didn't even know that term till you know five years ago or whatever and then i'm like even i hear things i'm like did he say that (laughs) or it's it's if you say it enough it's the truth becomes the lie type thing yeah like he recently said like i think it was the other day that he saved in the same sentence i don't know if you saw this you probably did he said he saved obamacare Mm -hmm. which was terrible but John McCain voted against it with his thumbs down after campaigning for it. So it was just it was like the magic bullet of bullshit because it mm-hmm. it was based on a lie. But then it like weaved in and out of other lies and it ended up never making sense. Yeah, it's that's part of it is confusing. I think people to just be like, I don't know. I did like the guy, you know. It's 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 one of those where even if you went to fact check that there's so many other sources that say, no, he did that. And that, that's like hard to even police what's real and what's fake on the Internet. Uh, God forbid when like deep fake stuff really becomes 
like real technology, accessible technology. Cause even sometimes I see deep fake stuff and I'm like, I think that's fake. Yeah. And I'm a guy who's always looking for bullshit. I like to think, <laughs> yeah. so let alone somebody like my mom or your mom or everybody's mom who's just, oh, it's real. You know, that type of thing. Oh, my gosh. That's what scares the shit out of me with social media right now. And then, of course, because of Elon taking over on, I still call it Twitter, like the fact that. Yeah. I mean, there's it's just it's. I don't know if you saw this, but on TikTok, there was this Bin Laden trend that was the manifesto or something. Right. right, But it was actually created by another social media influencer on a different platform. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't it. And then it went it went viral because someone else sort of created it. But then it was on the news, like Mm -hmm. newscasters were talking about, oh, my gosh, you know, this Bin Laden thing that's happening on TikTok. And then people were like, is this happening on TikTok? And then they took a look and they're like, wait, this isn't really happening on TikTok. Yeah, that's where we're at. There's there's so much shit to consume. Who has time to verify that? I think most people have a, a slight awareness of the news. And I think that's the healthiest thing to do is to to know at least a little bit. But it's not good news. Usually it's bad news. Yeah. And it feels like oftentimes that that's we're just being inundated with the bad news, which is why comedy like yours is so fucking vitally important, because I I think that that gives us a little bit of sanity. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? When everything else is so dark and heavy and divisive and, and, and just you don't know what to trust or who to trust or where to go. You can find a laugh. And for that, Mm -hmm. however long amount of time, I feel like that gives you like a minute to just breathe and reset. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's an, it's actually an important (laughs) service that you provide to society. Well, I think comedy in general when you find it funny, that means you're not alone because we're all able to laugh at certain things. So whether it's <clears throat> something big like war or something as mundane as Jerry Seinfeld and Pop-Tarts, yeah, where it's like, oh, I think that's funny, too. So we all have the same experience, whether it sucks or not. We're all able to acknowledge that there's humor in it. And I'd, la- I'd rather laugh than cry in general about certain things so yeah me too as a professional welder shana ford uses forge fx to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills the more muscle memory that you have the smoother your weld is learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact look around you can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. You had to laugh at the things they were doing to Bud Light. Like it just, and for me, <laughs> there's a one girl kept wearing a bikini, and she, mm-hmm. they're spending all this money, like like they did, like you said, with the sneakers. They're spending mm-hmm. all this money to destroy something, and it's just, I mean, you have to laugh at that. It's yeah, you you already bought it, or you're buying it. You know, <laughs> like I, 
than to get mad. And also, like, why just stop drinking it if you don't want to. <laughs> like, you don't have to make a video about it. That's I don't know. Like, that's the beauty with the internet is we all have an opinion and can make something, but then we all can have an opinion and make something, which sucks too. Yeah, or we could just not make something and just fucking go move yeah. on with our lives. We don't have to fight with M&Ms and we'll Bud Light and rainbow flags and all the other shit. Um, I'd rather like go do something that I liked. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to not right. do, doing something that I hated. <laughs> and no offense to anybody, but I tried to drink Bud Light <laughs> to make a video for to parody that. And mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan. It's anyway. fine. I'm not a huge beer guy anyway, even though yeah. you could buy an emotional support beer on my website. No, uh, <laughs> there you go. it's fine. It's, you know, it's not great, not bad. Yeah, exactly. It's better than the stuff I was drinking in high school. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> college, college. Okay. These are the uh-huh. questions that people on Twitter, I still call it that, as I said, they asked me to ask you, um, there's a lot of interest in your beard. Like people okay. want to know beard care, beard tips. People want to know about your beard. It's fake. <laughs> no, uh, I, uh, well, the more I lose up top, I think it just goes down to the bottom. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, I just, I use a beard oil. So if anybody's like oh. once beard has essential oils and I make my own, but then I also buy store stuff too. And I get busy to, to make my own. And then I drink a lot of water. I try to, mm. that's just good health stuff anyway. I feel yeah. better when I drink a lot of water. Me too. Um, I use a beard wash. Hmm. Uh, there's a guy on YouTube that I learned beard stuff from. His name is the Beard Baron. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's like, he does beard stuff, but then he'll do like weird, crazy mustache stuff. So not all the videos are for everybody, but it's beard care stuff. And then I found like a barber that knows how to shape beards. Hmm. Don't go to Great Click. Go to like a real barbershop and just ask if they know how to shape not like trim it but shape it up so usually those old-timey straight razor barbers not sweeney todd but uh <laughs> the other barbers know how to do that the ones that don't make meat pies yes <laughs> well maybe they do but they don't put people in them yeah um okay so one of the other questions of so beard was really big uh then i asked you um in in real life do people think someone asked do people think in real life that you're more like your character based on like your beard and your whole vibe, your look. I mean, I've been told I look MAGA E. Yeah. Which is not a compliment. But then <laughs> like I I go and do the road and whether it's a big town or a small town, there's always like two guys that look exactly like me. And I don't know what the what you would call that, but uh like a look like blue collar. Look like I work with my hands, even though <laughs> that's the farthest thing I I do. But there's a lot of like uh Doppel gingers <laughs> or just dudes that we have a similar look to us. Uh when one, one lady in a Walmart was like, Are you Luke Bryan? <laughs> I was like, Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be funny if I got a picture with her. But uh there's there's no shortage of guys that look like me. <clears throat> Sorry. Doppel ginger. I have to tell my son because my son is 14 and he's he's one of the funniest people I've I like I've never ever met in my life. And mm-hmm. I think he really kind of could be a comedian some days, just cracks me up. And he he has a friend who's a redhead and his friends, and he made a video about the redhead called the the last ginger. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's like a horror movie, but mm-hmm. they're obsessed with, with the, him. They call him the ginger. And so 
the uh, doppelginger, it might be the funniest thing I've ever had <laughs> 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 to tell him. He's, he needs to know that. He needs to watch this and he needs to know that so they can say it. So the last portion of the every podcast is the totally random question round. Mm-hmm. This is kind of like a rapid fire, but, you know, very serious, very serious questions with real implications for, you know, world peace. Just kidding. So uh-huh. are you ready Let's for the it. totally random? Okay, here we go. Question one. And full, full disclosure, my friend Pete Dominic, who I don't know if you know him, but he's also a comedian and he's great. Um, I know the he- name. Yeah. yeah, you should meet. I should also introduce you to each other because he's mm-hmm. an incredible person, uh, very funny, very, very, very funny person. And I asked him for inspiration on some questions because uh, um, normally my son does it and he was in school. So, <laughs> OK, question one. Um, is there one food that you will always associate with being sick? Like I was like seven or eight and my sister made peanut butter cookies when I had the flu and I've not been able to eat a peanut butter cookie since then. Yeah, it's like you smell whether it's vodka or alcohol, rubbing alcohol, and you're just like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> uh, chicken noodle soup would be the, I feel like that's a, the, a go-to for moms is give them chicken noodle soup. So yeah. probably the uh, sick food would be that. And the price is right, but that's not a food. So Wait, you so that's true. My God, because that was the best about being home sick. It was like, the price is right. I get to watch the price is right. Because mm-hmm. you never get to watch it otherwise. And then... Yeah, then I would play hooky to watch it was probably not a good idea, which is like really <laughs> bad reason to play hooky from schools because you need to see Bob Barker tell people to get their dogs and cats neutered in Spain. Yeah, and rice aroni's a, d- a dollar something or whatever. So you should, we really need to know the price of that. And I, I yeah. always wanted to play Plinko. I was like, that. I want to be the person who gets Plinko. Can I please be the person? It never <laughs> I wanted happened. to spin the thing. I don't even like game shows anymore. I don't, they're not my jam, but no. uh, salt, saltines. And and uh, chicken noodle soup and Price is Right. Yeah, six, definitely. Six and, and a, a pot, not a bowl, like a, a pot, like a, a handled pot for me. That was what I would be sick into. Yep. Um, okay, question two. Oh, oh, this is also childhood, I guess. Um, how old were you when you found out, if you did find out, that Santa wasn't real? Pretty early. I walked into my parents' room and uh, there were bags of stuff. And I was like, well... That's probably not real. But I was more devastated to find out that wrestling was fake <laughs> as opposed to Santa was not real. Wait, wrestling is wrestling is fake? Wait. I know. It's a work. Sorry. What? Yeah. Like Hulk Hogan and Roddy Roddy Piper and what was the junkyard dog? Was that a junkyard his name? dog? Yeah. They You're were not right. they were acting? They were acting. It's predetermined that those that like those guys are really athletes and great actors, but it's predetermined, Joe. I'm sorry to break it to you. <laughs> I don't even. But, but I still love wrestling. Yeah. I think it's a great art form. It really is entertaining. I mean, I was I love the WWF when I was a kid. I mean, I don't know if you remember they had a cartoon, but I'm probably dating myself. Rockin' was... uh, wrestling, Hulk Hogan's rockin' wrestling something. Yeah, it was an. Cindy Lauper, of course, the video with Lou mm-hmm. Albano, and it was huge, and it is very entertaining. I haven't watched it; like, I, I didn't see like John Cena was a wrestler, right? I, I never saw, yeah, yeah. And that guy, the Miz or the Moose or the guy the from Miz, Dave Batista, uh, yeah, and Guardians of the Galaxy, The Rock, of course. Oh, I see. Now I didn't even know that. That's how. That's how uh, remiss I am about um, knowing about popular yeah. current 
wrestling. Yeah, Dwayne um, can- Johnson. So that's why I call him The Rock. Uh, (laughs) I did not know it was fake. Um, All right. Last question. I'm just kidding. I did. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, who would last longer in a zombie apocalypse? Mike Pence or George Santos? Probably Santos. But I feel like both would be the type that would get bitten and not tell anybody (laughs) for some. They both have that vibe or they'd just be sweating and (laughs) chilling. And then they'd be like, you all right, Mike? And he's like, oh, yes, I'm going to find mother and eat her. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the first time he ever did that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe not, actually. Um, I love that they're both both zombies. They're both literally turning into zombies. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm I'm just just hot. You having a hot flash? (laughs) Like, I just both, both would like throw everybody under the bus. They'd be the guy pressing the elevator button for it to close uh, as opposed to letting people on the elevator. Exactly. George Santos would be like, I'm a father. I'm a young <laughs> father. And Mike, yeah. Mike, Mike Pence would be eating the flies off his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's amazing. Okay. So um, they folks can find more about you on your website, which is brentcomedy.com. You also have a podcast called Field Trip. And of mm-hmm. course, you're a touring comedian. So where can people catch your shows and where can they find you on socials and stuff? Like yeah, that? my uh, all the all the everything is at brentcomedy.com. My comedy schedule is posted there coming up. I'll be in uh, Cuyahoga Falls, uh, Ohio, which is Cleveland area. And then I'll be in Cleveland right after that proper Des Moines, mm-hmm. Iowa, um, other places. It's all on my website. Uh, cool. And then I do the field trip podcast, which is topic based. So every episode is something different. We do uh, one of my favorites was the the funny funniest obituaries. <laughs> these were these were written to be funny. We weren't making fun of dead people. Uh, famous last words, famous meal, famous last meals, parody religions, all that type of stuff. And I do a horror movie podcast called They're Coming to Get You. Uh, so if you're into horror movies, uh, that's weekly as well. Is that is that funny or is it like like a deep dive on the film, like a critical deep dive on the film or is it both? Mostly- it's it's me. Uh, it's like another comedian and, and me. Uh, and we watch the movie and we break it down. So sometimes it's like we're talking about uh, the impact of having a black man in a zombie movie like in uh, 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 Live the Living Dead or we're watching. Thanks killing, which is about a killer turkey. Sometimes it's real critical uh, dialogue. And then other mm-hmm. other times it's just fun for fun. But we I, try to make everything funny. I love it. That's the way that's the only way I think I can watch or like even engage with a horror movie is if you if someone does a sort of funny like roundup of, of it, because I can't watch slasher movies at all. Which mm-hmm. is weird because one of my favorite films is The Exorcist. I can't explain it. I don't like like the final fantasy, like the ones with like Saw and like there's the gore and the, the torture porn is what they'd call that. Oh, is that what they call that? Yeah. Texas. Yeah. I, I can't do that stuff, but I like, yeah. you know, give me Cujo, Carrie, mm-hmm. you know, those those kinds of even though I guess they're bloody, but not in the same slasher kind of way. Yeah, they're slashers, and then you know it sounds like you're a Stephen King fan at least for yeah, Kujo definitely. And Carrie. Yeah, well, that's actually the the it's weird because the first the first book I think I ever read was it was it's a collection of short stories that he wrote under the name Bachman. I don't mm-hmm. know Richard yeah, and, Bachman. Yeah, and so I read those, and it sort of set me up for this whole Stephen King rabbit hole. And then I was you know reading everything I could get my hands on, mm-hmm. um, and then I got to it, and I was like so scared by <laughs> it. 
that I was like, I yeah. don't know if I can do this. And I, I, I never went back to reading them as voraciously as I had, but I think it scared the shit out of me. That makes sense. I, yeah. uh, I just read, read, read that book for, for the first time. And if the page count doesn't scare you, the contents will. That's true too. It's also very intimidatingly long, like which a is thousand why thousand another- pages yeah. or whatever. But his short stories are something that I feel like I, I totally could revisit those because they're they're so good. There was the one where the kids were in the lake, and I don't know if you ever read that one, but there's like a you know one of those floating docks. Yeah, and... that was in um, Creep Show Two, the movie. It was. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I did not know that because I yeah. I've only read it. So okay, I'm going to see that. Yeah, he wrote scary. it, and then George Romero directed those movies. Who he did Night of the Living Dead. Like he's like a father of the zombie. I know um, too much about horror. So. I love it. I love it. That is awesome. And um, I will. I'm going to check out that horror podcast because that that is exactly how I want to engage with my scary. Yeah, we have some laugh. lighthearted episodes too. Not everything is super horror gory. That's not yeah. fun all the time. No, especially again, not these days. But um, no. well, with that, uh, that does it for this episode of the Are You Effing Kidding Me podcast. My incredible gratitude to Brent for joining me. Um, you are fucking hysterical oh, and you. you keep me sane <laughs> you keep a lot likewise of it's therapeutic both ways i think totally and um and i thank you for inspiring my becky sue character <laughs> because mm-hmm. i was like i you know what i saw this one video the good liars did of this woman doing the math on how obama plus covid equals you know or something plus covid equals obama or open your eyes and i was like okay i can parody that yeah <laughs> I need conspiracy to theory that. mad lib math you know <laughs> gematria or whatever they call it yeah some number thing it's like that the math wasn't even right so it was like okay i I have to no i did (laughs) on the field trip i did a q anon episode and an alex jones episode too so those are fun Ooh, yeah i've got to Uh, definitely check that out especially q anon because it's like really um yeah and trump's just leaning into that more and more but um yeah 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 he's like doing the songs the music and all that well again um, thank you so much for joining me. I love this conversation. I have a few people I want to introduce you to because I think that you guys would be amazing together. Um, and um, when you're in New Jersey, New York, this area, I'm going to keep looking for tour dates because I need to go see you perform. Yeah, I'm trying trying to get out there. All right, cool. Let me know when you do. And thank you again. Um, hey, everybody, thanks for having me on. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, everybody else, we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. See ya. Are You Effing Kidding Me? is a production of the Political Voices Network. Please visit us at politicalvoicesnetwork.com. Mm-hmm.